What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. I trust you're enjoying the morning papers, Watson? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Oh, uh, would you like to have them home? No, not yet. I'm busy on my correspondence. Uh, this is interesting. Listen. Dear Mr. Holmes, I'm most anxious to have your advice on a most important event. I was present at the White and Milton auction of coins yesterday and became involved in what might be a serious charge. May I call upon you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock? I shall understand if I'm not granted an interview and hope for another appointment. Yours faithfully, Evelyn Summerhays. Oh, Evelyn Summerhays. Name sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, man or woman, Holmes? And the name's popular with both sexes at the moment. The letter's typewritten, which could mean a woman. The signature is made with a firm flourish, which could be a man's. Oh, we should just have to wait and see, shan't we? Uh, pass the newspaper now, please, Watson. We present the stories of Sherlock Holmes. The Auction of an Oxford Crowd. Enjoy the best of both worlds. Only two hours' drive from Johannesburg and Pretoria, and half an hour by air. The magnificent Sundown Ranch Hotel in Lion Park, just 10 kilometers from the Pilansburg Game Reserve and Sun City Resort. It offers an exciting escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Reasonable rates, excellent food, friendly service and comfortable air-conditioned rooms. It will ensure a memorable stay. Activities include tennis, squash, horse riding, the Lion Park and much, much more. Call now to make your reservation on 014-573-1000. That's 014-573-1000. Or visit their website at www.restonations.co.za forward slash Sundown Ranch. The Sundown Ranch Hotel and Lion Park. Two worlds in one. Flower Connection has just opened their flagship store in Linden, Johannesburg at 65 on 4th, situated in 4th Avenue. For fresh cut flowers, plants and florist accessories at wholesale prices, 
come to Flower Connection. Our Florist Academy is well known for its courses and flower arranging lessons. Give a unique gift this Mother's Day, a flower course. We supply all flowers and materials. Remember, instead of giving one bouquet, the flower course will be a gift for life. Call Jenny on 076-951-9449 or visit our website at www.flowerconnection.com. I was very rarely seated at breakfast before Sherlock Holmes came down, but at that time, early in 1882, I'd not been living in lodgings at 221B Baker Street long enough to appreciate Sherlock Holmes' early morning habits. I had therefore helped myself to eggs, bacon and coffee, and proceeded to read the newspaper. The one Holmes always opened the moment it was brought up by Mrs. Hudson. Holmes soon took it from me. He glanced at the headlines, dismissing all the political and business news, and quickly found a report that interested him. Hmm. Did you read this, Watson? Most strange coincidence. Listen. Strange event of the Royal Oxford Crown. The well-known sales rooms of White and Milton were placed in confusion yesterday when all hope of bidding for the special coin, the Charles II Royal Oxford Crown, were abandoned. The coin, which has been on view for days, disappeared within hours of it coming under the hammer, and another comparatively worthless coin of a similar type was found in its place. The resulting investigation and search proved useless. The coin has disappeared and the authorities are completely baffled. But Holmes, oh. that, that letter you just opened, it, it must refer to this event. The auction rooms of White and Mills. This person who's coming to see you has been involved in some way. Yes, yes, it's most interesting. Ah, that could well be our early visitor. I think Mrs. Hudson will answer the bell, Watson. But perhaps you'd welcome her in while I clear some of the breakfast things onto the tray. Uh, very well, Holmes. I think we shall find that our caller is a young woman. Beautiful and in distress. <laughs> Not a romantic, Watson. Yes, my excellent speech, madam. Thank you. Are you have an appointment, why, uh, 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 That's all right, Mrs. Hudson. Mr. Holmes is expecting the lady. Uh, please. This way. Thank you. I'm Dr. Watson. I share these rooms with Mr. Holmes. Uh, please come in. Thank you. Uh, you are uh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. You got my letter? Ah, yes. I see it upon the table. Uh, thank you for granting me this appointment. Uh, my name is Evelyn Summerhays, and I really am in great trouble. I hope I shall not take up too much of your time. The missing coin? The Royal Oxford Crown? I've just been reading about it in the newspaper. Uh, please do be seated, Miss Summerhays. May I offer you some coffee? Uh, thank you, no. I've had breakfast. Well, now, tell me how you happen to be concerned in this strange affair. Well, it's a long story. I will try to be brief. I came to London nearly a year ago from Cumberland. I knew very few people in the city. I managed to get suitable accommodation, but I found I needed to work. I'm not a very patient person. I could not make a success of the task as a governess or teaching children. On the other hand, I'm very well read and uh, speak quite a few languages. I obtained a job working on a newspaper. 
Oh, yes, I know it's unusual to have women writing for the press, but one must move with the times. My articles and news reports are acceptable under the heading of Evelyn Summerhays, because most readers think that I'm a man. I enjoy my job, Mr. Holmes. I'm sure you're extremely good at it. And was it as a newspaper woman that you went to the auction rooms? Yes. I'd heard about the Charles II coin being up for auction. It realized some £250 some years ago. There are only a dozen known to have been struck. It was to commemorate the Oxford Parliament when Charles II ruled without using the house at all. I thought it would make an interesting article. I didn't know much about coin auctions, but I went along. Uh, there were only about eight people present, a handful of elderly gentlemen asking to see the coins, uh, which were in trays taken from drawers. Each coin had its own separate box in the tray. I obtained a catalogue and looked up the Oxford Royal. It was lot number 28. I thought it was a good opportunity to view the coin in detail, and so I called for that particular tray. <laughs> May I do lot 28, please? Very well, 28. The lady at the centre of the table, please. Thank you. <coughs> hmm? So this is the famous Oxford Royal. Most interesting. Hardly seems any different from the others. You think it looks like all the rest? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yes, yes, you read my mind. It does look quite ordinary. Compare it with others from this trade, for instance. You will find it is quite different. Regardless of the age of the coin, the metal itself shows a different color. And the weight is quite extraordinary. You see? Yes, yes, of course, you're right. You are obviously not a collector. Others around this table have no need to even hold the coin to tell you these things. Uh, no, no, I don't collect coins, although I have seen many coin collections. I haven't taken all that much interest until now. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before this lot is auctioned? Oh, an hour, I should say. That is, if they start straight away. Uh, please will the attendants collect more trays on display. Thank you. Oh, I, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Here, uh, take the tray, attendants. Very well, madam. We will commence with lot one. If you can sell your catalogues, you will know the history of these coins, which make up the Dunsbury collection. They were originally. I sat fascinated as the auction proceeded. Everyone round the arc of the main table seemed to know exactly what would happen. It moved very swiftly. The young man sitting next to me bid for a lot and made the purchase with hardly a glance at the coin when it was placed in an envelope and handed to him. Shortly after that, lot 28, the Oxford Royal, came up. I was interested to find out how much it would bring. After that, I would leave and go back to my apartment, write the article. Lost 28, the Oxford Royal Coin, minted in the time of Charles II, the year of 1681. I am sure. Excuse me, that is not the Oxford Royal. Maybe in the right box, but it's the wrong coin. I can see it from here. That is not the Oxford Royal Coin. Allow me to examine the lot, please. The gentleman is quite correct. There has been some mistake. This is the wrong coin. I'm sorry, but I must discontinue the selling. This is an important lot. Did anyone in this room ask to see the royal crown before the bidding began? Uh, yes, yes, uh, the lady did. She was the last to handle it before you began, sir. Uh, madam, did you see the tray before the auction started? Uh, yes. 
Yes, I examined it and returned it to the box. I know it was the correct one. I made notes about it. Even a rough sketch of the face design. Well, this is a most awkward situation, Miss... Uh, Summerhays. Evelyn Summerhays. Well, Miss Summerhays, I hardly know what to say. Everyone here is known to me by sight, if not by name. Uh, we have, of course, the name and address of everyone. Uh, about yourself. I live at number 17, Hearthstone Mansions, Trevor Square, Knightsbridge. Thank you. I have no intention of embarrassing you, but is there anyone to whom we can refer who knows you personally? You must understand that this is no reflection upon yourself. It simply places you on the same terms. I understand. If you care to refer to the editor of the Evening Star newspaper, he will give you any references you may need. I don't see that I can help more than that. If you have any ladies on the staff, I'll be agreeable to a personal search of my clothing and handbag. I presume that the gentlemen will also raise no objections to the visit to similar now, please, this must be conducted in a decorous manner. I am afraid I shall have to get in touch with our solicitors and perhaps inform the police. <laughs> Meanwhile, will you all please remain seated? There was no confusion. It was all too orderly and civilized for that. Nevertheless, I remained until the end. I was the last to go, having made a written statement. The orderly who showed me out reassured me by saying muddles like this had occurred before. But I'm still very much under suspicion as a thief. Can you advise me, Mr. Holmes? This could jeopardize my whole future. Mm. First, a few questions. The young man sitting next to you, did he speak to you again that morning? Yes, he hung about after the others had gone and wished me well. He hoped I wouldn't be detained. I see. Now, when he suggested, before the bidding began, that you compared the Oxford Royal with a coin from another tray, was there at any time a slight confusion? Did you, for instance, drop any of the coins? Well, I... Why, yes. Yes, I, I think I did. Yes, I... I was a little embarrassed by the young man's attention, and I... I dropped the coins in the box. But I picked them up and placed them back immediately, of course. Ah, but could you, quite inadvertently have returned the coins to the wrong boxes. Transpose them, for instance. Now, think carefully, Miss Summerhays. Is such a thing possible? Well, yes. Yes. I, I was confused. I, I could have done so, I, I suppose. Yes. Yes, that, that, is, that is quite possible. Mr. Holmes, is that the answer? No, I don't think it is the answer at all. But I do think it could be the beginning. Would you like me to investigate the matter from now on, Miss Summerhays? The following classic Springbok Radio commercial comes to you with the courtesy of the Springbok Radio Preservation Society of South Africa. New Pepsodent has Erlium, an amazing discovery that actually polishes teeth so sparkling clean and white, dulling film can't find a hole. Feel the difference with your tongue. You New Pepsodent, the white toothpaste you can feel working. Looking for space to hang and dry your washing? Washline distributors have the solution. Their rotating and fold-down washlines take up the smallest spaces. 
Ideal for townhouses, simplexes and balconies at affordable prices. Galvanized or powder coated and available in five different colors. For 24-hour delivery, installation, reliable and friendly service, phone Washline Distributors on 011-792-2486. That's 011-792-2486. Washlines for every space and need. Miss Summerhay's reaction to Holmes' suggestion was one of great pleasure. She protested that she'd merely come to him for advice, that this was a case far too minor for his attention, and that she'd be unable to pay for his services. All these doubts Holmes brushed aside with a wave of his hand. He was intrigued, like a student being set a mathematical problem. He was determined to find the correct answer, and as quickly as possible. I half suspected that already he was way ahead of us and had formed a possible theory. Even in summer haze, was caught up by his quiet enthusiasm. Well, it's most generous of you, Mr. Holmes. Naturally, I wish to clear myself of all suspicions and get to the bottom of the whole matter. Good. Then let me continue with my questioning. There was a search of sorts, I imagine. I mean, the trays must have been examined, the areas around the table, the floors, etc. Oh, yes, yes. The auctioneer, a gentleman named Dukes, was very thorough. A few officials arrived and asked interminable questions. This must have meant that everyone left the seats they were occupying. Yes, tell me, Miss Summerhays, did you return to the same chair once the search had been concluded? Uh, well, yes, yes. Well, at least I think it was the same chair. Ah, now tell me, and think carefully. Can you recall anything happening at that particular time? Anything, however small and unimportant it may seem. Any little detail? I don't think so. Oh, just a moment. There was one small detail. I went back and sat in what I thought was the same chair, and, and then the young man who was talking to me earlier, he came along the same row, and he spoke to me again. Uh, excuse me, but you are occupying my seat, I think. Oh, well, there are plenty of vacant chairs. The row is almost empty. There was nothing on the seat to say it was yours. There were no coat, and uh, No, no, but, well, I, I, I like to sit in the same place, you see. I... Now, please take your places. I must ask no one to leave until they have given permission. It has been decided to cancel the rest of this morning's selling. Miss Summerhead, I wonder if you would be good enough to stay for a short while after the others have left. Then that was that. So, uh, the young man didn't reclaim his seat. Splendid, splendid. Yes, it's all beginning to make sense. Fitting in like a neat jigsaw puzzle. I must confess that I cannot see it myself. Well, no matter, no matter. The whole point is that if you didn't remove the coin, then someone else did. And the only person who could have done so was the young gentleman next to you. Now, two questions. Do you know the man's name? And do you know the number of the lot you say he purchased earlier in the auction? The answer to both those questions is no. His name was never mentioned. Although I think I heard one of the men call him Olden, Oldbury, something like that. And while I know he did make a purchase, I can't remember the lot number. Oh, it doesn't matter. Those facts can be obtained without much trouble. Tell me, when you were asked to stay on after the others had left... Did this young man speak to you again? I think you mentioned something about him wishing you good luck. Uh, that's right. He came over and he said that he hoped I wouldn't be further embarrassed by any detention. Uh, forgive the question, but did he appear rather intimate? Did he touch you at all? No, no. Uh, but he... he did come rather near. He actually leaned against the back of the chair. I... I remember pulling away a little. I... I was a little embarrassed. Uh, but he removed his hands at once smiled, gave a little bow, and left the rooms. 
He really was very charming. Good-looking and well-spoken. I, I, I can't believe that he had anything to do with the missing coin. I think that there you were quite wrong. Right, Miss Summerhays, I think that's as far as we can go on the case at the moment. Uh, Watson, I wonder if you're going in the direction of White and Mills this morning, there in Wigmore Street. The owner of the rooms is Clinton White. If he and Dukes, the auctioneer, can grant me an interview, say, at 3.30 this afternoon, I shall be very much obliged. Yeah, I can go that way, my round's home, yes. Good, certainly. Oh, that's all, I think, except for one question, Miss Summerhays. Uh, what is it, Mr. Holmes? Why are you doing all this? I beg your pardon? You are the daughter of Milton Summerhays, are you not? You mentioned earlier that you came to London from Cumberland. That is where the Summerhays live. They've had lands there since the time of William the Conqueror. I can easily look up the history in Who's Who and Debrett. You are related to that family, are you not? Yes. Lord Summerhays is my uncle. He is also a very well-known collector. Stamps and coins. So what are you doing working for a London newspaper? Eking out a living and staying in Knightsbridge? Why, Miss Summerhays? It must seem very strange to you, Mr. Holmes... But as a famous detective, I have no need to point out to you the details of my personal appearance. I am 25, Mr. Holmes. I'm not exactly a beauty, am I? I've always had an unfortunate face, and my figure is large and ungainly. Oh, oh no. Yes, there is no need to be polite. I am an ugly woman. I am also quite a rich one. I've had many men try to become attached to me, and in every single case it has been for my money. I made up my mind that I would not be used in this fashion. I would not let my life slip by. And so, I came to London to try to prove to myself that I... I am a person of, of some worth and, and intelligence who, who can be independent and, and worthwhile. I... I'm sorry. I, I'm afraid you, you have made me speak too freely about myself. I apologize, Miss Summerhays. Please don't be upset. I'm sure you will be successful in working out your personal problems. You are a woman of a great courage and determination. You will not fail. You are greatly to be admired. Thank you, Mr. Holmes. May I go now, please? Of course, I shall be available at my home address or the offices of the Evening Star if you should need me. I don't think I shall trouble you again. But rest assured, this whole matter will be cleared up quite soon and there will be no more trouble. I promise you that. Good morning to you, Miss Summerhays. After Miss Summerhays left... Holmes hurriedly scribbled a short note to the owner of the sales rooms in Wigmore Street, Clifton White, and I left for my rounds. I was able to deliver the note quite early, and although I missed Holmes at lunchtime, I was determined not to be left out of things. And so, at 3.30 that afternoon, I made my way back to White and Mill's sales rooms. Holmes was already there. Ah, Watson, I had an idea that you would wish to join us. Let me introduce you, Clinton White, Dr. John Watson. Uh, we made ourselves known earlier in the day. Glad you could come back, Watson. This is a most delicate affair. Things have often gone wrong in this business, but we've always managed to hush things up. I hope there'll be no trouble this time, no publicity. I mean, the lady from the newspaper. There will be no trouble, I assure you. Uh, now, Watson, to give you a clearer idea of our position, we know that the gentleman who sat next to Miss Summer Hayes and engaged her in conversation quite a few times was a Mr. Derek Olmstead, who lives in Portman Close. It's very near here, and I've sent a message round to him. I expect him at four o'clock. That gives us uh, hmm, half an hour to finalise things. Uh, Mr. White, would you be good enough to show us to the room used yesterday for the auction? Of course, uh, this way. It is locked, of course. Will be until next Saturday. I'll uh, here. 
Uh, the place has been cleared and cleaned, as you can see. All the chairs have been placed to one side. Mm. Yes, in neat rows. Uh, let me see. Yes. Yes, I think there will be no trouble at all. I imagine that while you do not wish for publicity, the fact that the public is now made aware of the Oxford Royal Crown, interest in the coin will boost its value. You will get a better price. Uh, fortunately, yes. That would be the case if we can regain the wretched thing. Oh, no difficulty in that. Here you are. Here it is. What? Mr. Holmes, this, this can't be... But it is. It is the Charles II Oxford Royal. But this is, this is miraculous. Oh, not at all. It was neatly hidden beneath the seat of that chair. They're all identical, of course. But there's a mark on the back of one, a number 28, scratched on the top of the wooden frame. There. So you have the precious coin. And now, all we have to do is wait until it's proved who took it. Shall we adjourn to the next room for half an hour? Already, I was beginning to put the pieces together. It only remained for Holmes to catch the culprit. We left the door to the auction rooms ajar and concealed ourselves in the alcove leading to the passage as four o'clock approached. Where you are and don't move, please. Who, who are you? What are you doing here? My name is Sherlock Holmes. I have no need to ask your name or what you are doing here. You came to collect the missing Oxford Royal, didn't you? Will you please produce the coin you have just placed in your breast pocket? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I came here to see Mr. White. I, I left some gloves here, and it's no use, Holmes. Holmes has explained exactly how you bought a quite ordinary lot at the auction yesterday, knowing it was the royal crown. I'll kindly produce that coin. Oh, very well. Here you are. But I bought it legally. I took only what you sold to me. I, I didn't switch the coins. No. You simply noticed that Miss Summerhays did, and so you took advantage of the fact. When people were searched, you had to conceal the coin, so you slipped it into the crack beneath your chair seat. Later, you tried to get it back. But you couldn't. The lady was occupying the place. So you had to mark the seat to identify it and come back later to collect it. Well, it's now your decision, White. Do you prosecute this man or not? Well, I... I don't know. Here, uh, please take the coin. Take it, take it back. You'll make far more money on it now than you would have done yesterday. Please, think of the publicity. I, I shall be a ruined man. Please, please take the coin. No, 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 you can keep it, Olmstead. You didn't think we'd take a chance like that, having found the real one, do you? This is simply two pennies stuck together. Keep it as a reminder that honesty is always the best policy. <laughs> The following classic Springbok Radio commercial comes to you with the courtesy of the Springbok Radio Preservation Society of South Africa. Villa Rosa, Villa Bianca. Villa Rosa, the gay red wine. Villa Bianca, the sprightly white. Villa Rosa, Villa Bianca. Lively, exciting, the perfect complement to the perfect meal. The wines of good living. Some things in life are obvious and easy. If you have a business providing a good service or selling a product, you need to let people know. But how do you do that? Easy. Just tell them here on springbokradio.com. 
Internet radio is about talking to people in their own homes. Your message becomes part of the sound they've chosen to listen to. To find out more about advertising on springbokradio.com, contact Dave Dupria on Johannesburg 011-678-5176 or for outside South Africa, 27116785176 or email dave at springbokradio.com. We were able to reassure Evelyn Summerhays that all was well. The coin had been recovered and was later sold at a highly improved price. We heard no more of Derek Olmsted. There was talk that he'd gone abroad, as Holmes said. He was an amateur criminal, really. I mean, what use was the coin to him? It's not like stealing a string of jewels, which can be broken up and reset and become marketable. A coin remains a coin. If he tried to sell it to a dealer, the whole crime would be exposed. No, no, no. A foolish, greedy young man. And Evelyn Summerhays was right. It was hardly worth my notice. But it helped everyone concerned. And after all, it was all over in one short day, wasn't it? Now, well, join me in a drink, Watson, and let's toast our next case of real crime. It's about time I crossed swords with a gentleman known as Moriarty. Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes with Graham Armitage's Holmes and Kerry Jordan as Dr. Watson. Thank you.